my wife's had the tire light on her car, her very new car, for like a couple weeks, and I checked the tires, and they're fine pressure-wise, didn't see anything, and then I walk out today, and one of her tires is half full. So, okay, great. But it is very much like every day that her tire light is on is every day that panic sets in. Mm-hmm. The tire light's on. Well, the tire light's been on in my truck for four years, but it's because it's an old truck, and I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, I can see the tires are fine. Yeah. The sensors are just bad. It is what it is. But is is there a is there I don't I don't want to be misogynistic here. Is yeah. there I'm asking you a question. Is there yeah. a gender split in the way that uh men and women react react to lights coming on in their car? And and I think it's both ways. I think women tend to overreact and men tend to underreact. That's probably fair. That probably like, women are like like my wife's gaslight will come on yeah. she goes i have to get gas right now whereas for me gaslight comes on i'll be like i could ride this thing until like it's running on fumes yeah. right which neither one of those are the right answer right <laughs> you know like you should probably think about getting gas soon yeah but it's not immediately right now no it's not it's not you know like the car is going to explode if i don't get gas right now um in fact the opposite happens <laughs> yeah in fact it'll just it'll just it'll have nothing it'll left just stop working <laughs> yeah it's uh i don't know I feel like my I had an old mechanic who used to say that uh, a sunroof is just an expensive hole they put in your car, like it's eventually going to leak. Yeah, I would have to say over over the last decade, the tire sensor, the tire pressure sensor has replaced it as a thing that is doomed to fail ultimately yeah. and is going to give you more false positives than you can handle. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably true. Because like, I, I uh, refilled my... I, my one of my tires was low, mm-hmm. and and then the cold front hit. Yeah, and then like my tire, uh, my gauge, my pressure sensor went off, and it was like, oh my god, everyone, everything's at twenty seven. Oh, I waited yeah. like thirty minutes, and it was like, oh, it's oh, back yeah, up to thirty two. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. that's what happens. that happens. Like, right. Um, there's something wrong with it. I don't know. I got to take it to the tire place today. Not fun. No, it's not fun. Um, yeah, I do not envy you. And and I kind of made this point. Uh, the guys are right. You know, Miziel says it's it's always worse when the car is newer. Oh yeah, yeah. If the lights start going off when the car is newer, you're like both petrified that there's a problem and also furious that there could be a problem. <laughs> yeah. Right? The car's new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My car yeah, my car is yeah. is is right at about 150,000 miles. Yeah, mine's too. Yeah. And so it's like I just have this inevitable feeling that like okay, things are going to start to fall apart here. I would love to ride this thing to 200,000 miles. If it gets me to 200,000 miles, I'm going to slap it on the butt and say good game, you know, good job. Uh but I also realize that that's going to come at a cost, yeah. which is things are going to sound weird. Yeah. And like it's going to like right now it's doing the thing where when I'm stopped at a stoplight, the RPM, the uh, what, what do you call that? That little yeah. dial. What, the yeah, RPM RPMs. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of dancing like. Vroom. Oh, yeah. Sure. Vroom. Sure. Like, that's because you're trying to impress people. Like, it, no, no, no. It's because <laughs> it, what is it's thinking about stalling. your engine. Your engine has an inferiority complex. It's just <laughs> thinking about stalling. Um, thinking about it. Uh, so I don't know. It's, this is not true, Matt McSpadden. You can't just put air in the t- in the tires and the tire light goes away. I put air in the tires; it didn't go away. The problem is the tire light. You know, you McSpaddens are you're killing me right now. Like, hey, move yes. on. We don't want to talk about cars. A sassy bunch. guys. A this sassy is, clan. This is the pre-show McSpaddens. We can talk about whatever we want, and if you don't like it, you can leave. Don't. You'll be back. Don't do, we don't, love don't you. Leave. You're valued uh, members of our community. Please don't leave. Um. And yeah, did I miss anything? Uh, no. Okay. Then why don't you hit the theme, X-Men? Okay, fine.
The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that's exactly what it sounds like. My name is Greg Tepper. Sometimes. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, making it sound good today, celebrating his 52nd birthday, is Gordon Ramsay. I saw that it was his birthday today. That's... Uh... Here's here's my question okay. about Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. Is he a good chef or just a loud chef? He's just good entertainment, I think, is probably the key there. But it's made him a lot of money. So it's, like, it's like... Actually, you know what? I'm going to take it back. There is a recipe of his that we make in our house that is unbelievable. Really? Yes. What is it? Soft scrambled eggs with goat's cheese. And they're unbelievable. Mm, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Apologies to the Ramsey family. I should I should apologize. I'm I'm the one who originally besmirched him, and I take it back because those eggs are amazing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's got a restaurant in Vegas that like I've definitely walked by a few times, and I was like, I yeah. wonder if that's terrible. I bet it's all right. Yeah. I bet it's all right. It's not. Uh, it could be worse. It could be Flavor Town. It could be Bubba Gump. Oh, God. Hey, he was reelected. He was. He was Congratulations, Guy Fieri, on his reelection as mayor of Flavortown. Yeah. And saying to my right, the top rope elbow to my macho man, our West African prince, Ishmael Johnson. It's one of my favorite ones. Yeah. Yeah. The top rope elbow, as a, like that always struck me. I feel like like the whole idea behind professional wrestling is it's right. supposed to look real, right? And but it's also supposed to be over the top, mm-hmm. and that's the perfect mix. Oh Because yeah. it's definitely over the top. Mm-hmm. But also, I feel like if you were to do that to me, like yeah. legit, it would hurt. Yeah, <laughs> I would stay down for a while. Yeah, I'd be like, probably you know what? at least I'm for three wrestling. seconds. <laughs> I'm done wrestling for this. I'm done. This no, you did it. You did it. <laughs> Today is Thursday, November eighth, two thousand eighteen. Fourteen days till Thanksgiving. Two weeks from today, best day of the year. Does fourteen days or two weeks feel like a longer time? Don't you start again. I think fourteen days is longer. You have the weirdest relationship with time. <laughs> Episode 658, 658, the number of plate appearances for Brad Wilkerson in his illustrious Texas Rangers career from 2006-2007. On today's show, guys, we're going an hour. We're going to do it live. F it. We'll do it live. We are switching up a few things in our normal Thursday show. No one will notice. Um, we are literally the only people who will notice. That's fine. We're going to run through a banging Thursday slate of Texas high school football in week 11. Uh, we actually had a game last night. Did you see this? Yes. Uh, Milford beats Avalon? Someone. Lehman Saunders was t- tweeting about it, uh, but Milford won last night, opening up Week 11 play. But big Thursday night of games, we're going to preview uh, the must-see Thursday night games tonight. Then we're going to have the picks, my high school football predictions for Week 11 of the Texas high school football season. Uh, then, 12.30, uh, we will be joined by the head coach of the district champion and very dangerous Klein Collins Tigers. Coach Adrian Mitchell will join us. His first year, all they did was win a dang district championship over the Woodlands. No big deal. That's uh, that's pretty darn good. We'll talk to Coach Adrian Mitchell, and we'll close it out with America's favorite segment, free money. So we'll get to that coming up here in just a little bit. I'm really doing okay. Don't worry about me. By the way, I tweeted and put on Facebook an awesome video (laughs) that I, I, I stumbled across. There is a video... Uh, of Willie Nelson playing 
uh, the guitar and singing at Daryl K. Royal's 50th birthday party. This is back in the 70s. Uh, back in the 70s. And first of all, it's Willie Nelson playing in a living room, which is great in and of itself. But on the couch behind him are two pretty notable figures. One, singing along, and they zoom in on him, is Lee Corso. Uh, of course, former college football coach and now uh, is the guy who puts on the mascot heads on, on college game day. And literally sitting right next to him, drinking what, I, what appears to be a beverage of some yeah. kind, is our own Dave Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> Dave Campbell just hanging out with Willie Nelson and DKR and Lee Corso in a living room somewhere in Austin, I'm sure. Uh, it's a little wild. And I don't know. Uh, there is um, – he's sitting next to somebody that I think – I don't get a great look at her, but I think it's his wife, Reba. Um, but it is – it's a wild, wild video that's just like, oh – Look at you, Dave. <laughs> Party animal. Anyway, go check that out. We put it on our Facebook page as well as I tweeted it, so check that out. Week 11 of the Texas high school football season is nigh upon us, and it is a big, big, big Thursday slate. You know, sometimes we sit here, and because we're based in Louisville in the DFW area, and so we, we generally can't travel too, too far on Thursday nights. So we're always looking for DFW games on Thursday. And I'll be honest— we have gone some weeks where we're like, uh, I guess I'll go to this one. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, this is the best of a bad bunch yeah. or something like that. This week, Whee! holy cow, it's a banging week in DFW on Thursday night. Uh, you have, in fact, it's a banging week all over the state. Let's start with there are two battles of unbeatens mm-hmm. tonight in the DFW Metroplex. One, going on at Maverick Stadium in Arlington. Arlington Lamar and Arlington will battle for the district crown. There's no playoff implications in this one. They're going separate ways. But I, I've mentioned this before. I mentioned it on Tep and Step, um, our premium high school football podcast. Um, what's fun about this game is that these are the Blue Bloods. Yeah. These are the legacy programs there. Mm-hmm. And it's been a long time. Step estimated since like the 80s. Since we've had a game between these two that meant this much. Like wow. for a district crown. Yeah. Um, kind of in the same way, like if you're in a small town, right? If you're if you're watching us from a small town, like hypothetically New Deal, um, there are probably <laughs> there there you probably got some blue hairs, right? Some some old timers who who just follow the local eleven. That's mm-hmm. their that's their team and, and they just show up to the games and stuff like that. For all we talk, have talked about Arlington Martin and Arlington Bowie, the teams in Arlington that have those followings, that have those old-school legacy followings, are Lamar and Arlington. Mm-hmm. And so, fabulous game. Really interested to see uh, what Jahari Rogers, the quarterback for Arlington, can do. What Jordan Williams, the running back for yeah, Lamar, can do. Yeah, I'm excited to see him from Lamar. You're going to this game? Yeah, I'm, I'm, me and Step will be there. You and Step are going to this game. Uh, fabulous game. Ish loves surprise hugs, so go see him. Uh, it'll be- oh, yeah, not as funny when someone's doing it to you, is it, buddy? <laughs> um, so don't touch me. Check this game. <laughs> check this game out. By the way, uh, Lamar has a quarterback named Jack Dawson. Sure, okay. straight straight <laughs> off the Titanic. I'm glad that he thawed out. He's, he's slinging it for Arlington Lamar. Should be a fun game out there. Fabulous, fabulous game uh, in Arlington uh, between two blue bloods. Excited for that one. Uh, and then, oh yeah, the other the other battle of unbeaten's going on at CH Collins Stadium in Denton tonight. Denton Ryan hosts Birdville in a battle of unbeaten's. Birdville's been a really fun story this year. Uh, kind of come out of nowhere. Two great juniors. By the way, they're going to be back next year. All their great, all their stud players, almost all their stud players are juniors. 
Uh, Ladarius Mixon, their running back, and Stone Early, their quarterback, have been great. What a great story Birdville has been. Uh, this is their big test, though. This is the one we've been waiting for. Now, they've passed the other test. They beat Grapevine. They beat Colleyville Heritage. I will tell you, I think Denton Ryan, I still maintain, I think they're the, the class of the district. And it starts up front with that big defensive front. How does the Birdville offensive line handle Denton Ryan's defensive line? That's the big question for me in this one. Awesome game. District 4, 5A Division 1 uh, title on the line. And remember, remember that because of the division split, this is for seeding. And so there is something on the line here, something a big, big matchup there in C.H. Collins Stadium. Oh, yeah. By also, <laughs> also, uh, they both got a loss. That so doesn't really matter. Uh, I guess Cedar Hill and DeSoto are going to play. Uh, how how amazing is it that this is the third game we're mentioning in the DFW Metroplex? Um, Cedar Hill and DeSoto. Um, I mentioned this on Tep and Step, but I'll mention it here for free. Um, there are not many Texas high school football teams that have national brands, mm-hmm. right? That have national brand recognition. I would say... Allen does, Katie does, Lake Travis does, Odessa Permian does. Um, Are there any of that? Uh, Did I mention Lake Travis? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lake Travis. Maybe Westlake. Maybe Westlake because of all the quarterbacks they put out. Um, But but here are two. Cedar Hill and DeSoto decidedly have national brands. And they're going at it tonight. Huge game. Not a ton of playoff implications because DeSoto goes D1 and Cedar Hill goes D2. But... Um, fanta- district title on the line. Uh, I mean, athletes out the wazoo. My question is about the Cedar Hill offense, which has mm. been stuck in neutral the last couple of weeks. Can they can they kick it into gear when it matters most? This is at DeSoto. Uh, you know, two great quarterbacks in this one: Shane Lawrence for Cedar Hill, Shandarian Ward, who's been a revelation for DeSoto. Uh, excited for this one, and the coaching matchup's interesting. Uh, second year coach Carlos Lynn uh, for Cedar Hill going up against first year coach Mike Robinson for DeSoto. This will be a lot of fun. So mm-hmm. Cedar Hill DeSoto, I don't need to sell you on that one. And then, by the way, Cy Ranch and Tomball Memorial go at it tonight. Um, NBD, NBD District fourteen six A on the line. You maybe have not paid a ton of attention to Tomball Memorial. This team's legit, um, and I really like the way that they run the ball as well as throw it off a of play action. Uh, I'm excited about that one. Cy Ranch is probably, because they split into two districts and now two regions, mm-hmm. we kind of forget about Cy Ranch and we don't lump them in as a Cy Fair ISD school, I think. Right. Because just in our in the, way in the, the way that my mind grapes work. But Cy Ranch is probably the best team in Cy Fair ISD. Cy Falls is great. Uh, Jersey Village is great. But I think Cy Ranch is probably the best one. And they have been grinding it out on the ground. Elias Pino and company have been great. Fabulous game. There, uh, This is at uh, Cypher FCU Stadium tonight, 630. If you're in the Houston area, this is the game to, uh, game to see. Uh, also, Fort Bend, Ridgepoint, Fort Bend, Dulles, uh, for at least a share of the District 26A crown. Um, the Ridgepoint defense has been out of control. Uh, going up against the Dulles team, that has been really solid as well. Excited about this one. Huge Thursday night. No excuse not to get to a game tonight. Uh, great, 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 great slate of DFW games and, and Houston area games. So get to a Thursday night game if you have the means. Uh, should be a fun night at Texas High School football, kicking off the final week of the regular season. Remember, tomorrow there are will be more games tomorrow than any day until August. Okay? So cherish it is what I'm saying. We're running out of games. So... In any case, those are Thursday games to watch. Check out Ryan McDonald's story on TexasFootball.com. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. 
Talking Football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. As we mentioned, week 11, the final week of the regular season uh, in Texas high school football is upon us. Huge games all across state district titles on the line. Playoff spots on the line. Playoff seating on the line. Who's in, who's out. We're going to unwrap the present on Saturday night with the brackets at TexasFootball.com. Here are my predictions for the biggest games in week 11 of the Texas high school football season here on Texas Football Today. It's the final week of the Texas high school football regular season, and it all comes down to this. These are the picks. Welcome into the picks, your guide to the Texas high school football weekend. My name is Greg Tepper of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. Thank you so much for tuning in, and here we are. The end of the 2018 Texas high school football regular season. A little less than half the teams will be moving on to the playoffs, but the others, they're going home, and their season is over. They're hanging up pads on Monday. Still a lot to decide before we get to the Texas high school football playoffs. We start in Lubbock County. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Nolan Stadium in New Deal. The District 2-2A Division I title is on the line as the Sundown Roughnecks take on the New Deal Lions. What are the keys to this matchup? Well, key number one, Christian Huey versus the New Deal defense. And this is the matchup we're going to have to keep an eye on. The Sundown quarterback Christian Huey has been sensational as a junior. 27 touchdowns against just four interceptions, completing about 65% of his passes. But the New Deal defense will be his toughest test yet. They're giving giving up just 11 points per game. They've turned the ball over 22 times. This New Deal defense is for real. So what happens when this outstanding junior signal caller takes aim at the Lions defense? Key number two, Jet Whitfield outside the pocket. On the other side of the ball, New Deal quarterback Jet Whitfield has been fantastic. And while he's an excellent thrower, he does the majority of his damage outside the pocket. Yes, he can take off and run with it. He's had three games in which he's gone over 100 yards rushing. He's averaging 8.5 yards per carry. But more importantly, he extends the play. He lets his receivers get open. He is a tremendous dual-threat quarterback in every sense of the word. Can the sundown defense, led by Gus Davis, contain Whitfield? field to the pocket or will he get loose and wreak havoc and key number three close call it figures that this game is going to be pretty close two evenly matched teams and history suggests so five of the last eight meetings between these two teams have been decided by a single possession but neither of these teams in 2018 have a ton of experience playing close games sundown hasn't played a game that has been decided by single digits and uh, for new deal they played one game a win over slayton that was decided by six points but besides that it's been pretty much blowout city so what happens when these two teams get into what will inevitably be a close game who handles the close game atmosphere better who am i picking I'm going with Sundown. Even on the road, I really like quarterback Christian Huey, and more importantly, I think their defense is starting to really round into form and surge at the right time. New Deal can absolutely win this game. They've been terrific at home and undefeated on the year. Their defense has been lights out. They need to contain Christian Huey to do that. But for now, I think Sundown takes home the 2-2A Division I title. 
Let's move to Thursday, 6.30 p.m. Thursday night at SciFair FCU Stadium. The District 14 6A crown is on the line as the Tomball Memorial Wildcats take on the Cypress Ranch Mustangs. What are the keys to this matchup? Well, key number one, Cy Ranch's chunk runs. So this is a team in Cy Ranch that wants to keep the ball on the ground. They want to grind it out uh, three, four yards at a time. But really where they're most dangerous is when they're breaking off those big runs. DJ Sears and Willie Eldridge has been fantastic. Elias Pino is in that mix as well. They want to run the ball and break a couple of big ones. Can the Tomball Memorial defense keep them in check or will Cy Ranch run wild? Key number two, Tomball Memorial's play action. This is a Wildcats team that also wants to keep the ball on the ground. Christian Lovick, their running back, has been outstanding. But when they pull the ball and throw, they are especially effective. Chandler Galvin, their quarterback, is averaging more than 21 yards per completion whenever he throws. And the large majority of those plays come off of play action. Can the Wildcats catch Cy Ranch peaking in the backfield? That's a huge key in this one. And key number three, playoff atmosphere. So both of these teams have clinched playoff spots. They're both going dancing. They're both going to the Division II bracket. But the game here will determine seeding. And the loser of this game is probably going to go on the road to Austin to take on unbeaten Austin Vandegrift. There is a lot on the line. And for all intents and purposes, the playoffs start now for both these teams. Who handles the playoff atmosphere better? Who am I picking? I'm going with Cy Ranch. I think being at home helps in this one, but beyond that, I think their running game has just been so tremendous. But I think that the difference in this game may be the quarterback, Logan McDougald, who has been really everything that they need just out of the quarterback spot. They don't throw the ball a ton, but he makes great decisions when they do. Not to mention the Cy Ranch defense is really looking like a vintage Cy Ranch team. So I think Gene Johnson gets another district crown. Give me Cy Ranch. 7 o'clock Thursday night at Eagle Stadium in DeSoto. It's the Battle of Beltline as the DeSoto Eagles welcome in the Cedar Hill Longhorns. No real playoff implications in this one, but there's plenty of bad blood between these two rivals. My question here is, can the Cedar Hill offense wake up? Quarterback Shane Lawrence has been terrific, but the past couple of weeks, they've kind of slept walk through uh, their two district wins. Uh, I think DeSoto is flying high right now. I think Shandarian Ward gets it done. Give me DeSoto. 7.30 p.m. Friday night at Tiger Stadium in Goliad. It's a terrific 3A clash as the Yoakum Bulldogs take on the Goliad Tigers. And the matchup here is clear. Goliad's outstanding defense taking aim at this grinding, physical Yoakum running game. Can Goliad shake off the loss from last week that they suffered at the hands of Edna? This has been a roulette wheel of these three teams beating up on each other. It ends here. I think Yoakum takes home the win and the district crown. 7 o'clock Thursday night at Maverick Stadium in Arlington. It is a battle of unbeatens for the District 4-6A crown as Arlington Lamar takes on Arlington. And it's so cool to see these two Blue Bloods undefeated playing in a game that really matters. I'm really interested in the Lamar defense, which has been lights out, taking aim at this Arlington offense led by quarterback Jahari Rogers. But the difference here is running back Jordan Williams for Lamar. I think he has a big game. I think the Vikings take on the win. Another battle of unbeatens in the greater DFW area. 7 o'clock Thursday night at C.H. Collins Stadium in Denton. Denton Ryan welcomes in unbeaten Birdville. And the District 4 5A Division I crown is on the line. Remember, the number one seed is on the line coming out of that district as well. Been really impressed with Birdville. One of the stories of the year this year. Their juniors, Ladarius Mixon and Stone Early, have been tremendous. But I think the difference here is Ryan's defensive front. They're so physical. They're so big. They're so deep. I think Ryan takes home the win. 
and 7.30 p.m. Friday night at the Reservation in Port Natchez. It's Mid-County Madness for the 12-5A Division II crown as the unbeaten Nederland Bulldogs take on arch-rival Port Natchez Groves. And look, I don't need to sell you on this one. This is one of the greatest rivalries in Texas high school football, and it figures to be a barn burner. Two tremendous quarterbacks in this one. Rashawn Johnson for Port Natchez Groves and Blazin Fernandez for Nederland. I think the difference here, the Nederland defense. I think the Bulldogs take home the Bum Phillips Bowl and bring home a district crown. But those are far from the only big games in week 11 of the Texas high school football season. Let's get to the lightning round. I like Burton over Snook. Angleton takes down Friendswood. And in a rare non-district matchup in week 11, I think Munster beats Winthorst. Hewitt Midway keeps it rolling with a win over a wounded Belton team. Give me El Paso Del Valle to beat El Paso Chapin. And Gladewater gets by Tatum. College Station edges Magnolia West in a wild shootout. I'm going to take Giddings to beat LaGrange. And Austin Westlake takes down Austin Bowie. Abernathy squeaks by Idaloo. Groover beats Stratford. And I like Hamlin over Albany. Corpus Christi Kyle Allen takes home another district crown with a win over Port Lavaca Calhoun. Haltom goes on the road way out to San Angelo and beats San Angelo Central. And I think Converse Judson polishes off another unbeaten regular season with a win over Shirts Clemens. Crandall beats Athens. Odessa Permian beats Midland Lee in one of the great rivalries in Texas high school football. And one of the toughest games to call this week, I think Eastland barely gets by Jim Ned. Edinburgh Vale stays perfect with a win over Westlaco East Seguin. Takes down Alston LBJ, and I like Jasper over center. John Tyler keeps rolling with a win over Sherman. Van Alstein beats Bonham, and Katie beats Katie Taylor. Two best teams in Laredo go at one another. I like United to edge Alexander. Wellington moves to 10-0 with a win over Wheeler, and I like Lubbock Estacado over Leveland. Malakoff beats Kemp San Saba. The Armadillos keep it rolling. They beat Dillion and Sealy. Another great story. They beat Needville. Kerrville Tyvee beats Medina Valley. Our six-man game of the week is a battle of unbeatens as Garden City gets by Sterling City. And up in Wichita Falls, it's another great rivalry. I think Ryder beats Old High. And those are the picks. What am I wrong about? Which games did I leave out? Leave comments down below. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbells, And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com, where you can find complete coverage of the Texas high school football playoffs starting next week. Thanks for watching. Enjoy week 11 of the Texas high school football season. We'll see you. There they are, the picks, my high school football predictions for week 11 of the Texas high school football season. And, as always, your lock of the week. <laughs> I got at least one of those right. I've been uh, that has been a lock every single week. Now I think I picked like thirty six games, so one out of thirty six, and I should probably be fired. But I will get at least one right. So uh, that is of course up on our YouTube page as well. If you want to go check that out, um, we got some nitpicks. All right, they're, pick, they're, pick some nits then. They're coming for you, buddy. Pick some nits. Uh, Number one, this is just a little shout-out to Ronnie Sarters, uh, really great photographer. Noticed a photo that uh, got taken that was used in there. Yes. Might want to check out a little story on uh, textfootball.com today about teams to watch in Price Carlisle. Gasp. I know. Audible gasp. Aaron Flint says, uh, you said another undefeated season for Judson. He's going to technically you right here. They've never won state undefeated, so they've never truly 
been undefeated. I think so. I said undefeated regular season. Uh, you might have just said season. I don't know. But Flynn's calling you I out. meant undefeated regular season. More importantly, Paul Roberts, whose football opinions we can trust in the man out in New Deal, he says, i got to call you guys out. Okay. You, you have sundown over New Deal by yes. three in your weekly projections. Uh-huh. You lean towards New Deal in your insider podcast. Your game prediction. Step, step leans towards step New towards Deal. The, your game prediction video goes for sundown, and you have sundown, or you have New Deal by seven in the week 11 preview step does. Step does. But projections for the playoffs have New Deal playing Sunray. And you have New Deal ranked over Sundown in your rankings. I think you guys have broken the system. So uh, what that what that tells you <laughs> is that I love Paul we Roberts. are pretty well split on this game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I'm taking Sundown. Steps taking New Deal. Uh, Max, you want to go on record? Uh, I'm going. I'm not going away from Paul Roberts. I'm saying New Deal. Are you crazy? Okay, see, we're pretty we're pretty well split on this. Um, the computers have New Deal. So that's weird. Um, I believe the computers have, have – let me see where they're ranked. You're listening to live coverage of me looking at a spreadsheet. Um, yeah, so New Deal has um, – or the computers have Sundown ranked ahead of New Deal, and they have Sundown as a favorite in this one, a slight favorite in this one. Um, but step the computer projections are based on Step's predictions. So Step picking New Deal to beat Sundown means that he thinks New Deal is going to win the district, be the number one seed, etc. So to me, it just speaks to how close we figure this game to be. That's probably. I don't. I don't think. I think the only thing that would surprise me is, is if one of the teams won this game by like thirty or something like that. That would surprise me. But and yeah, and then Michael Rodriguez, uh, big Sundown fan, says, "Lol, Sundown is going to open eyes." Michael, we're split on it. No, it's not going to open anyone's eyes. Half of us think it's going to go Sundown's way. Half of it's going to do it. Like, I'll say this. There is, I think this both is teams not, are pretty good. This and, is not some shock the world game. And, buddy. by the way, you look at 2A Division One Region Region 1, uh, would not be a surprise if this is one of the first of two meetings between these two teams. If you just start looking at that region, Panhandle will certainly have, certainly have something to say about that. Hawley will certainly have some, something to say about that. Stamford as well. Uh, Seymour. But uh, I don't see any reason why this why this couldn't be the first of two meetings between these two teams. In any case, thanks for watching the picks. If you want to yell at me some more in the comments, uh, go and watch on YouTube. I'm going to throw this out here because he's earned it. Paul Roberts says 35-21 New Deal. So okay. we'll, we'll be back here on Monday to see okay. if we can continue to trust Paul Roberts' football opinions. I think we can. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Have you sent me that phone number yet? Nope. Sure haven't. Sure haven't. <sighs> Hold on, let me do this. Okay. And yeah, you go ahead and do that. Max Thompson. Uh, yeah. Is that still your phone number? Should I read it aloud? Boy, I hope so. By the way, uh, James Moody says uh, Mid County Madness sold out in forty five minutes. Oh uh, no, duh. Yeah, Perfect. Right. Like yeah. Whoa. Of course. Yeah. That is that is. I mean, here's the thing. I could tell anybody, like who's near there, you got to go to this game. It's a bucket list game. But anyone who's near there. Already there. knows. Yeah. Like right. to me, this is that is road trip worthy. Yeah. If you're Houston, you're San Antonio, you're Piney Woods, you're somewhere around there, Coastal Bend, get to Port Natchez tonight or tomorrow night for Mid County Madness, although apparently it's sold out. So scalp uh. a ticket and then go to <laughs> yeah. Mid County Madness. It'll be great. PNG and Nederland always worth the price of admission. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. 
TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. want to invite you to check out Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider subscription. Uh, that is where you can become a subscriber to Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Two magazines, 2018 Recruiting Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the 2019 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Both mailed directly to you. Don't run around to the stores. We'll mail it directly to you. Uh, subscribers got it a week early, the Summer Magazine a week early last year. They both those. You also get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, including computer projections of every Texas high school football team, computer rankings of every Texas high school football, or wait, computer projections of every Texas high school football game, computer rankings of every Texas high school football there team. You Thank you. Including that's through the playoffs, both those things. Uh, you also get a season's worth of Tepid Step, our high school football premium podcast on TexasFootball.com. Uh, recruiting analysis from our friends at Next Level Athlete. Uh, we do have the computer proje- the playoff projections, which are good for like another two days. So if you want to get an, an early sneak peek at what we think the brackets are going to look like, you could see that, or you could – that's really undercutting my message. Or you could just wait two days and see the actual <laughs> brackets for free. That's bad. I, I should – don't listen to – terrible Rewind. Problem. Max, can we edit nope. what I just said? Move on. Is this, this show's not live, is it? Nope. Okay, that's fine. Anyway, all that, everything I just said for the low, low price of nineteen ninety five for an entire year, nineteen ninety five for an entire year, makes a great gift as well. It's TexasFootball.com. Max, let's go to the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Hotline and bring in the head coach of the 9-1 and district champion, Klein Collins Tigers. We're joined by Coach Adrian Mitchell. Coach, how are you? I'm great. How are things in beautiful Klein, Texas today? Oh, things are awesome. Got a little bit of an overcast today, but it's, okay. it's still a nice day. Well, you guys uh, are sitting pretty right now. You're enjoying your bye week after a thrilling win over the Woodlands last week. You know, we had that game really circled uh, before the year as a potential district championship game. Uh, you guys come out with a with a thrilling win uh, over the Woodlands. Um, I, I'm, I'm really interested in, in what your what your reaction was after that game, knowing full well what was on the line, uh, knowing full well exactly uh, how big it was to bring a district championship home to to, to Klein Collins. What was uh, what were your feelings after that that uh, that clock hit triple zeros? Well, uh, it, it was initially it was all it was all pride, uh, just being extremely proud of, of our kids and and our coaching staff for how they rallied. I mean, I was just extremely proud. I mean, just a little overwhelmed initially, you know, just, you know, we, we set out to accomplish certain things and we were able to accomplish that, but I just the pride that I had just in our kids, man, it was, it was awesome. It was awesome, you know, for our seniors, uh, for our community. I mean, we had never beaten the women before. So to be able to, to do that and to be a part of that, you know, was, was, was awesome. Like I said, just extremely proud of, of everybody involved. Uh, you guys have been, uh, you know, you got you got promoted in the offseason after Coach Drew Svoboda uh, left for a job at Rice, and, and you got the promotion from, from within. You're obviously very familiar with this program, but at the same time, uh, the big chair is different than the defensive coordinator chair. Um, has anything <laughs> about this year, has anything surprised you uh, this year? Well, I'll be honest, because of, you know, the guys that are around me, there hadn't been too many things in, on the football end of, of things that, that are surprising. The, uh, the athletic director part of it, that's a little different, you know, because like you said, that the big chair versus the defensive or the offensive coordinator chair is a lot different because, you know, I don't have to deal with what's going on in a different sport. But as far as football goes, um, there have been a few little minor surprises, but I, I really have to just thank these coaches and, and, and thank these kids because, you know, it was a transition for them. I mean, th- those kids were accustomed to seeing me in a particular role, you know, the role of, of 
offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, uh, head track coach, and now all of a sudden it's, it's, it's big coach now. It's, it's yeah, head football coach, and you know our kids. I feel like they really, they really have made it. They've made it extremely easy. Like I said, the coaches as professionals, you know, we all sit down and we discuss, you know, things moving forward. But you know, with the kids, they really have rallied behind us all. Not just myself, but they really rallied behind us all and. And they continue just to believe in how we do things. It's been awesome. Uh, it it really has been fun to watch you guys, uh, you know, roll so far this year. Um, I I want to take you back to, uh, you know, maybe um, back to that loss to Klein a little bit earlier this year to to, to October nineteenth, a heartbreaking right. loss, you know, on the road to a to a game Klein team. Um, I'm really interested uh, from your perspective. Um, you know, coaches tell you all the time that there's no that that you just you, you learn from your losses. What do you think you guys learn from that uh, to be able to rattle off two big wins, including uh, a district championship win uh, over the Woodlands? Well, you know, until you until you're faced with that adversity and you, and you actually uh, suffer that defeat, you know, you can tell the kids all you want. Man, hey, guys, nobody's intimidated by us because we just we rolled in with these nice Con College uniforms on. We have to play the game, and you know, we 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 have to truly mature. You know, in that time, you know, right after that game, I mean, Clyde's a really good team. Uh, we didn't play well, but I mean, they're still a really good football team. And, you know, in our district, depending on how you come out and play, anybody can beat you. You know, so it was, I think it was an eye opener for us all. You know, we're things that we, we've been harping on all year, you know, those things bit us in the butt. We had a ton of mental, mental mistakes in that game. And, and, you know, you look at the Conroe game, you look at the, the Woodlands game that followed. We, we, we greatly minimized the number of, of mental uh, setbacks we had, whether it be a penalty or just a misassignment because we just mentally weren't locked in. So it showed a ton in those kids and, you know, their resilience and, and their ability to to just kind of look back in that mirror and say, you know what, we take care of us, we'll be okay, and, and they were able to do that the last two weeks. We're talking with Adrian Mitchell, the head coach of the Klein Collins Tigers here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. Coach, uh, you are you were promoted from, from your defensive coordinator position. I know you got to oversee the whole team, but at the same time, I imagine you're looking at this defense, which has been really, really good all year long, uh, and, 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 and having a certain sense of pride in that. Uh, what has been the difference for you guys defensively? I know Klein Collins, uh, the Collins is a, is a team that has always prided itself on playing great defense, but what is it about this year's defensive unit that makes it so special? Well, every year, I mean, we, we like you said, we pride ourselves on playing great defense. This year is no different. Um, from week to week, we have to make little adjustments. Uh, the biggest thing about these guys is, you know, they, they don't break. They don't break. And, and you have, you know, you know, you understand the game. The longer the offense is on the field, the more likely they are to make mistakes. You know, and that's what I mean. And a lot of times people take offense by the term, uh, being but don't break defense, being but don't break defense. I mean, that's, that's kind of who we are. I mean, we, we just, we don't break. We try to minimize the big plays. I, I believe that the longest game we've given up this year, maybe 42 or so yards, it was on a, um, on a fake putt mm-hmm. by Klein. You know, that was the longest play we've given up all year. You know, eliminating big plays and, you know, just being great tacklers. And those are things that we pride ourselves on. But this group, like I said, I mean, they've been able to cause some turnovers. And, you know, the Woodlands, they went down and they were moving the ball that first drive. But, you know, we were resilient. And, you know, that whole being but don't break deal, it's not giving up the big one and we're able to keep them out of the end zone. You know, so that's what we pride ourselves on. And like I said, some people take offense to that. They're like, oh, man, we, 
you know, we're hitting people, we're hitting guys in the mouth. And yeah, we're going to hit guys in the mouth. But the biggest thing is to keep the points off the board. And that's what I'm most proud of about these guys. They keep the points off the board. Um, you know, when, when people talk about Collins, I think inevitably a lot of people are going to pay attention to your outstanding running back, Isaiah Spiller, uh, Texas A&M commit, a, a guy who, who, who's really been on the recruiting radar for, for quite a while. Uh, I'm really interested from your perspective because you're a guy who gets to see him every day in practice. You're the guy who's, who's having you know, the most interaction with him in a football, uh, football perspective. Uh, what is it about Isaiah Spiller that makes him so special? He's a fighter, and he wants the ball every snap. You know, that, that's that's the most honest statement I can make about Isaiah. I mean, he wants the football, um, you know, no matter what. I mean, it's, he wants it. If it's a, a clutch situation, he wants the ball in his hands. And as a coach, I wish I could just give it to him and put it in his hands every time it's a clutch situation. But then that becomes a tail. Yeah. So what he also does is he takes pride in, in those times where he doesn't have the ball in his hands. He's like, you know what, if it's a matter of me – being a decoy, carrying out a fake, or if I run a route over here, is it going to pull the attention of the defense? You know, he, he's just he's a team player. He believes in his teammates, and, and you know, he, he believes in what we do. And, you know, that's what makes him special. You know, you have all those stars next to your name. It's really easy for a guy to just say, you know what, I'm the man, and forget the rest of you guys. But, you know, he, he truly believes in what we do. So you guys are in a real interesting position now. Uh, you guys are nine and one, seven and one in district. You've clinched the district championship uh, with your win over the Woodlands last week. But you have almost, and you have a bye week this week, which is you know the week eleven bye is is odd in and of itself. But you know the schedule falls where it does. But you guys are almost entirely up in the air as far as where and who your next game is against. Uh, a lot of all eyes are going to be on the Klein Oak and 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 uh, or rather Klein and Woodlands College Park game going on uh, to really determine your fate as far as Division One or Division Two. Um, how how are you guys approaching this week, uh, the bye week, knowing full well that that you you can't you know there's about four or five teams you would have to get uh, film on to to figure out how are you guys approaching uh, this week of of, of uh, inaction if, as it were. Yeah, well- like you said, normally, you know, when that bye week is earlier in the season, you know exactly who you're playing the next week. So, you know, you can for a couple of days that week, you can just kind of go back and push default on on everything and just work on, you know, just, just fine-tuning some things. Um, and then later in that week, you can start preparing for whoever that opponent is. Well, like you said, like, we don't have that luxury because we don't know who it is. So we're just kind of – we're just spending more time working on us you know, we're just spending a little more time working on the things that we work on. And, and, you know, we're trying to do as much research as we can about the potential opponents. But, I mean, we're, we're confident that, you know, if we continue to get better at what we do, that you just kind of plug in that opponent and just move some things around for what they do that, 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 that creates success for them. And, you know, we just kind of plug and play from that point. Not to take anything away from them, but just kind of being aware of who their guys are and, and all that stuff. But like I said, we don't really have that luxury, but it's a matter of just doing a little research and looking up stuff, trying to find kids' highlights and, you know, just trying to have an idea of what we may potentially be facing. Uh, and finally, we're talking with uh, Adrian Mitchell of uh, Klein Collins here on Texas Football Today. And, and Coach, I, I know you're busy. I want to let you go. But at the same time, I can't let you go without mentioning uh, you are uh, you're a Louisiana guy. You are uh, you yes. went to Bolton High School there in, in, in Alexandria. And then you went to Tulane. 
Uh, of course, in, in New Orleans, our, our producer, Max Thompson, is awful fond of New Orleans. And so the only question I have <laughs> is that when you go back to New Orleans, is there a particular place you're eating? Is there a particular place you've got to make sure you're, you're stopping by to get to get your fill? Oh, my goodness. It's like <laughs> a bunch of places. Port of Call, I have to go get a burger. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Some places right off campus by Tulane. A lot of little spots over there. Mm-hmm. I just... Just old, just nostalgic more than anything else. Not that the food's great, but it's just nostalgic to go eat over there. The Portico, by far, I mean, that's the best one spot I have to go in. My wife is a foodie. Mm-hmm. So she, whenever we go back, she'll, I mean, our family, they'll be down there uh, in a couple of weeks for the Biden class, and, and you know, they'll, they'll enjoy all that stuff. But she's a foodie, but Portico is the one spot that I have to make sure I go and get me a burger. He is Adrian Mitchell. He is the head coach of the district champion, Klein Collins Tigers. Coach, really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on the district title. Uh, best of luck uh, in the, you know, wherever the path may take you. All right, thanks. Yeah, have a good one. There he goes. Adrian Mitchell, the head coach, Klein Collins Tigers. Uh, dangerous, dangerous, but it, and, and they are, so they're in a weird position because so they're in Region 2 in D- District 15. And they literally have no idea where they go. If Klein Collins, or rather, if Klein beats the uh, College Park, Klein gets in, and they would go to the Division Two bracket. That them and Klein Oak would go Division, or rather, uh, Klein Collins and Klein would go Division Two. But if the if College Park gets in, then they would go up to Division One. I, I believe that's correct, or maybe I've misspoken. In any case, they really have no idea where they're going. And that is, um, it's, it's, it, they're in an interesting position because normally you game plan for somebody because District 16 is a mess too. Yeah. District 16 is, is, is out of control. It could be any number of teams. Spring, Decaney, Nimitz. Uh, it could be Eisenhower they could see in the first round. A lot of different teams, a lot of different moving parts. Uh, so they don't really have somebody that they could plan for. But yeah, he really uh, can't even send like you know scouts out. Yeah, he can't even send like because, oh, yeah, go check out these two games. I mean, like, yeah, okay, I mean, check out I mean, these, like Decaney, four? Decaney and Eisenhower is huge. Yeah, uh, Nimitz has to take care of business against Aldi to have a chance. Spring and MacArthur is huge. Um, it is a yeah, so you'd be spreading your staff really thin real if you're thin. trying to cover all of these. So it's they don't really know where they're going, but they will be entering as district champs. And actually, the more I think about it, let me see this. I believe actually is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they could be. I'm pretty sure they could be Division One or Division Two. I think so. I'll figure this out. Anyway, I'm doing that on the fly. Appreciate Coach Adrian Mitchell hopping on with us. We are at Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. <laughs> Guys, it's time. It's time for free money! For your bookie. Free money! For your bookie. Our college football picks against the spread... America's favorite segment is back again uh, due to popular demand. We were going right. to stop it, right? but people kept yeah, writing so it. We, we get these big it. bags of letters that just say, please, never stop doing free money. Unprompted. We don't know why. We don't even it. ask for it. We don't even know you guys have our address, but we I appreciate just, it. I could just fade the show Thank to black you. right now. Thank you so much end it right for, now. For, for demanding, for calling your no senators one, no. and demanding now listen, free money. Remember whose finger is on the trigger, sir. Call John Cornyn and call Ted Cruz and ask them to they, never, ever 
let free money go They've away. They've both told me they hate you and they want this show to die. That's why you voted, ladies this, and gentlemen. This segment has to go. That's why you voted. And I, you taunt, It was on the ballot, I'm just, and guess what? A resounding win for free I'm money. I'm telling you, you taunt at your own peril. <laughs> I could just stop the show right now. 4-4 four, four and 1 last and, week. And you know I'm petty enough to do this. 4-4 four, four and 1 last week. Uh, a terrific, terrific week. How are we doing overall? Uh, we are 50-44-3. and three. Six, huh? You starting to get a little nervous, buddy? No, not at all. You should be. I'm not, because I'm going to have a great week this week. I don't think you are. What do we start with, Max? <sighs> An easy one. TCU is going east. Taking on West Virginia, 11 a.m. Saturday. Mm. TCU, 11 and a half point dogs. So the the interesting. I know the, you're taking the over on that. The only interesting thing here is that there is still a relative strength on strength here, because TCU's defense is is still I think we agree pretty good. I think it's banged up, and I think their secondary is a problem, which we'll get to in a moment. Right. But overall, their defense is pretty good, uh, but their offense is miserable and. West Virginia's defense is not amazing, but it's good enough. Um, the best defense in this game is actually TCU's offense. Yes, so. that's absolutely right. Um, <laughs> that's that's where that's where my concern comes. Um, Eleven and a half is asking a lot, but West Virginia is at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I think West Virginia rolls in this game. Um, I'm going to take West Virginia minus eleven and a half. They still got sights set on that Big Twelve title. Yeah. So there, yeah, no, I'm definitely taking them. Yeah. So West Virginia minus eleven and a half. What's next, Max? Boring. Oh, I'm sorry. You want us to. Go against it. This is an interesting one. No, they're all boring. SMU heading east as well. 11 a.m. Saturday. The Ponies, 19 and a half point favorites. Yeah, they're screwing with you here, buddy. So, so here, this is what's interesting. They're daring you. UConn is terrible. Yeah, they are like. Realist. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I've got uh, Bill Connolly, friend of the program. Bill Connolly's S and P Plus up here. They are literally the worst team in the country in S and P Plus. Oh wow, worst, number one hundred and thirty. Yeah. Now I don't think SMU is this world beater, but I do think that SMU is trending in a good way, mm-hmm. and I think that even on the road, I think they can cover nineteen and a half. I, I think Connecticut's that. That's not me saying that I think uh, SMU's amazing. That's me saying that UConn is really bad, guys. And the way that SMU's trending has me feeling maybe there's a big confidence boost there. What's yeah. the weather in stores? The weather is. Let's see. The weather in uh, in stores, Connecticut, for uh, 48. Partly for Saturday. Partly cloudy 48. Partly cloudy 48. That's a win. I'm going to go with SMU minus 19 and a half in this one, believe it or not. I can't believe. Uh, like. I can't believe I'm picking a, any team uh, to win by it, by uh, SMU to win by 19 and a half, but I think they're gonna man. I just I think I think that is Connecticut as bad as they are. I, uh, no, give me UConn to cover. Okay, I I, I, I don't. They're trending up. Yes, SMU is absolutely trending up. I don't think they can do it two weeks in a row. Like that was last week was awesome. I mean, they them. beat Houston by 14. Again, two weeks in a row. Okay. I. I Okay, SMU's not going to lose. Don't get me wrong, but okay. I, I'll take them to cover. I'll okay. take UConn to cover. Uh, that's 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 okay. I think I, the the points are a little bit scary, but I think SMU is 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 the points. Yeah, is that's by far the better team. I'm like SMU minus nineteen and a half. What's next, Max? Here's a bear trap for you. Oh yeah, Ole Miss coming to College Station, taking on Texas A&M, eleven a.m. Saturday. The Aggies, twelve point favorites. Yeah, so this is weird. Do you um, like to live dangerously? I don't. You know I don't. Um, 
So this is weird because Ole Miss is they are they are the ultimate boomer bust team. Mm-hmm. Their offense is amazing. Their offense is legit great. Uh, Jordan Tomo, their quarterback, has been excellent. He's already over three thousand yards. Is he healthy? Do we know? Uh, let's see. Last I'm seeing is that he is um, expected to play. Okay. He's okay. expected to play. Okay. Just want to double check. Yes. Um, they say that I'm um, seeing this, the Jackson Clarion Ledger. He's limited in practice, uh, but they uh, they expect him to uh, to lead the lead the team out there. Okay. So he's awesome. And AJ Brown, their receiver core is awesome. Uh, Demarcus Lodge, maybe you're familiar with him. They're awesome. Heard of him. Their defense is trash horse, trash 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 horse. So bad. But then you look at Texas A&M, who is. Pretty good at everything? Not great at anything. They're pretty good. Pretty good at everything. 12's a lot, but I also think that A&M at Kyle Field is a different thing than A&M on the road. I think a and going to cover this. I like A&M minus 12 in this one. I'm taking that too. Uh, and we've, as we've known this year, the big question was, can they win away from Kyle Field? And yeah. I think they've done that, what, once? Yeah. South Carolina, South I think. Carolina. And so, but yeah, uh, rejuvenated after, they're going to be one, they're going to want to come out rejuvenated after last week. I agree. They're on a kind of a downtick uh-huh. as far as hype and momentum's concerned. Coming home will help. They want, yeah. They Coming want home will help. Up. I like A&M minus 12. What's next, Max? I, th- I think this time of year you have to factor in the attrition thing. You know, like some, te- some teams are just tired. Maybe. You think A&M's tired? Maybe. But you don't think Ole Miss is tired? I don't know. I feel like who did I, Ole Miss play last week? I feel like the Aggies are fighters. We'll see. Anyway. Um, Ole Miss did play South Carolina, forty-eight, forty-four loss last week. Yeah, that's probably why they all got hurt. Uh, moving on. North Texas is headed east as well. Everyone's going east. Maybe we should, guys. Let's just go. Okay, sure. They're going to Old Dominion, one p.m. Saturday. Mean Green, fourteen and a half point favorites. So Old Dominion's pretty bad. Um, Old Dominion's, in fact, pretty darn bad, uh, and their defense is real bad. Uh, now, the question is, is the North Texas offense going to travel? Because that's kind of been a, an issue for them. Yeah. Is, the offense, is the offense on the line? Uh, their offense is not incredible. This is a team that's going to uh, – they're going to try to throw the ball. Uh, they're okay at it. Blake LaRusso, their quarterback, has been uh, okay, but he, he throws too many interceptions, um, and, he, um, and he, he takes too many sacks. Um, I don't know. What's the line on this? 14 and a half? Yeah. On the road? I think, I think, they, I think they do it. Okay, you talked me into it. Oh, <laughs> I like North Texas. Oh, nice boy, well, you really had a strong stance. I really there. did. Yeah. That, that's the I mean, tough, you, that's you one of the toughest also, ones to call. They for were me. on a bye last week too. I mean, you're asking. That's the thing. They're coming off a bye, which I think is helpful. Um, Old Dominion is not a very good team. Like the um, only thing you could say is, is it? Uh, I mean, I know they're not very good this year, but is this a little let down? Look ahead, let down. Uh, with UNT. FAU next week. I mean, they're not great. Maybe. FAU is not great this year, but that probably is some, somebody on the No, radar. I mean, it's certainly something they've had circled all year long. Yeah. So uh, there's nothing nothing wrong with that. I am going to take North Texas, though. Uh, North Texas minus 14 and a half. What's yep. next, Max? All righty. Uh, this one won't be fun. Although UTEP getting better. Middle Tennessee going out to <laughs> the Sun Bowl. They are. If S and P plus, they have they, they have they, ra- are, they have they risen in the rankings every better. single week. That's yes. It's un- it's seriously. There's something going on there. Middle Tennessee. Going out to the Sun Bowl, 2 p.m. Saturday. UTEP, though, still 13.5 point dogs. Yeah. Looks like it carried away. Yeah. They're, they're, look, Milton is going to win this game. The yeah. only question is, can UTEP muck this thing up? They're good at it. Which is what they've been doing lately. They're getting good at they, it. Uh, they mucked it up against – I mean, they came out and dominated UAB or Rice. Mm-hmm. They mucked it up against UAB. 
They mucked it up against Louisiana Tech. They mucked it up against North Texas. They mucked it up against UTSA. They mucked it up against New Mexico State. All those games were close. Now, we could certainly have an argument. Let's put it this way. UAB is better than Middle Tennessee State. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yeah. And UAB only won 19 to nothing at the Sun Bowl. Yeah. This game's 13 and a half. Golly. I'll take UTEP at home. I think they're flying high. I think they cover that. Or I think they beat the 13 and a half point spread. I think they lose by exactly 13. Sure, man. That's fair. That's where I'm at. I think they lose something like... Ish obviously agrees. 23 to 10. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? 23 to 10. They muck it up. Sure. Fair. No. No? No. Wow. Middle Tennessee, man. Man. All right, Ish. They haven't let... Let's see. I'm looking at it right now. They haven't let up... In four weeks, they've let up over 20 points once. But oh, I don't think UTEP's going to score much. But I think they're, they're going to muck it up. <laughs> yeah, no, man. That's where I'm at on it. I think they're going to muck it up. What's next, Max? I can't believe I'm saying this, but I agree with Tepper. Although Brent Holman, go for it, man. Brent Holman is extremely excited that Ishmael is disagreeing with Greg so much today. Yeah, which is that's how it should be. That's, it is true. That's true. We don't need to spend much time on this one, boys. <laughs> Baylor's going up to Ames, and we know how that's going to go. Two thirty p.m. Saturday, where Baylor is a fourteen and a half point dog. They're going to lose by forty. Whoosh, 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 whoosh. Um, Baylor, great win last week. Great win. Mm-hmm. Probably weren't the better team against Oklahoma State, but made the plays when they needed to. Um, now they go on the road to take on an Iowa State team uh, that is excellent defensively. Excellent, excellent defensively. And say what you want about Oklahoma State, they are not ec- excellent defensively. Mm-hmm. In fact, you can make an argument that Baylor has not beaten a good defensive team yet. Um, so I would Ooh, say that's a good point. I would say that I'm going to take Iowa State on. And the other thing is that like, you look at their, their road performance versus their home performance. They're much better at home. Yeah. On the road, they got smoked by Oklahoma. They got beat by Texas in a game that Texas tried to lose. Um, they got smoked by West Virginia. I think Iowa State wins this game by 14 and a half the worst line, though. I think it's about 14. I'm going to go whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. Give me Iowa State. Yeah, Iowa State. They haven't lost a game, I guess, except in retrospect TCU. Yeah. They haven't lost a game that they should have won. Yeah. So I, Before they made the quarterback change. Too. Right. There you yeah. go. So Yeah, I think Iowa State, I think Iowa State covers this one. What's next, Max? Time to make Ish sad. Yeah. Appalachian State visiting San Marcos. What a treat for the fine folks of San Marcos to see a good football team. This You're is exciting. 3 p.m. Saturday, Texas State, three touchdown dogs. Ishmael Johnson, our Texas State correspondent. Your rebuttal. Go ahead. I've said it all year. Sunbelt makes no sense. Texas State covers. What? what? Oh. Um... I disagree. <laughs> App State, App State's like App State's almost elite. Like App State's really good. Yeah, they are. Um, top twenty-five in S and P. Top twenty-five. Yeah, I like Appalachian State year. to win by three touchdowns. Yeah. Again, this is the same App State team that got trounced on national television by Georgia Southern. It's who true. Really struggled it against was Texas State. The weirdest Sun Belt game um, ever. Yeah, like I said, and they only beat Lafayette by ten. Lafayette's eh, this year at home. Lafayette. Uh, it was Lafayette in Boone. Eh, I'm saying, yeah, Texas State covers. Sunball makes no sense. Bobcat's on the uptick. What do you think, Max? I always trust Ishmael. Yeah, I sure, never, ag- I never agree with you. I'm going to go with App State. Sorry. Go for it. Go for it. It's fine. fine. What's That's next, fine. Max? 
Let's talk about more sad things. By the way, there, uh, Texas State hints at another cool uniform coming this week. That's oh, right. Nice. Oh, uh, bring crap. back th- another throwback, maybe? That's oh, kind of what it sounds okay, like. Maybe. Right? I want to put this on the record. If they wear the throwbacks, I want to change my pick. <laughs> okay. Okay? Is that fair? That's fair. Everybody agrees? That's if fair. they wear throwbacks, I'm taking Texas State. Okay. If they wear normal, if they wear their normal uniforms, the, uh, then App State. That's okay. A f- okay. I, I'm okay. fine with this. That's fine. I'm going to put an asterisk next to that. That's fine. Okay. Okay. What's next? <laughs> FIU is coming to San Antonio, folks. Why? The most miserable football game of the week, 6 p.m. Saturday. The Roadrunners, 10.5-point dogs. Yeah. Sounds about right. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. UTSA's uh, – like, at this point, I'm at the point where I'm not going to pick UTSA until they cover a game. Yep. Um, that, yeah. FIU is not good, but I also think that they are better than – UTSA. I was gonna say ten's not a bad line. Like ten no, and a half's not, not a bad it seems line. Seems about so right. Yeah. Until UTSA covers a game, until further notice, uh, they're they're getting what Ishmael, what uh, rather what um, Shahan was doing with UTEP, which was I'm not picking them until they win. UTSA is on that line now. I'm taking Florida International minus ten and a half. It's like the perfect. I thought you was not bad this year. I thought this, 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 this year. This game has sixteen to six written all over it. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Just it a, really does. Just a terrible football Ugly, store. terrible uh, game. What's next, Max? Uh, hold on. Let's see here. The Owls. Hoot, hoot. Oh, no. Going to Ruston. Oh, no. 6 p.m. Saturday race. Oh, no. I think this is our biggest underdog of the week. 24-point oh, underdogs. No. Oh, no. It's going well. It's not going well. Uh, the only – so the thing about Louisiana Tech – is that remember when we th- we were like oh man this is some big high flying offense like they're t- they're really not yeah they're really not this big high flying offense Jamar Smith their quarterbacks really struggled um, as far as um, completing the you know as far as efficiency is concerned Rice is so <laughs> don't do it. bad don't though. do it yeah, you I've got don't ask this. don't ask bad to do good. I'm going to go with Louisiana Tech minus 24. There's no reason to pick Rice I to just cover can't. this. <laughs> uh, I can't. No 24 is a tantalizing line because that's a lot of points, yeah. but I can't. I'm going to go with Louisiana Tech minus 24. Yep. What's next, Max? Games get better from here. They do. Actually, two good ones. To two to close yeah. it out. That'll be fun. Temple at Houston, 6 p.m. Saturday. The Cougs, four-and-a-half-point favorites. Here's the bottom line, man. Houston's at home. Yep. Houston's at home. Uh, and they're mad. And they're mad. Now, Temple, Temple's interesting because it's, it's strength on strength and weakness on weakness mm-hmm. because Temple's defense is really good. It's really good, and they're going to try to muck it up. But I think that right now, the way that this Houston offense is playing, especially at home, coming home, knowing full well that if you drop this one, you're suddenly in danger of, right. of, of not, not making the AAC title game. Um, this is a huge game. I think they know it's a huge game. I think they get up for it. I think I think Houston covers the four and a half. I agree. I don't. I, Houston, like I said, Houston's mad. They're like, well, we just really embarrassed ourselves last week, letting SMU just absolutely beat the brakes off. And that final score was not an indication of how mm-hmm. how big of a blowout that was. Uh, yeah, I definitely think Houston covers. And finally, Max, let's get weird on the South Plains, y'all. Woo! Texas at Texas Tech, 6.30 p.m. Saturday. Texas, a two-point favorite. And the only question that matters is Alan Bowman going to be there. So it sounds like the last we've heard, he was released from the hospital. Mm-hmm. But, um, with a, by the way, he, like, recollapsed his lung. Got to be fun. Sounds fun. Um, he, like, recollapsed his lung. Um, 
I mean, this is that's kind of what it comes down to, right? Yeah. Like, I hate to say it, but yeah. like, if Jet Duffy plays this game, I think Texas wins, and if, and if Alan Bowman plays this game, I think Tech wins. Yeah, <sighs> but I have to make a pick, right? Yep. Home dog, not night game in Lubbock. In Lubbock, what's that? Night game in Lubbock. It's a night game in Lubbock. Home dog. There's no way you'd do it if, if you knew Jet Duffy was a quarterback, though. That's the problem. Yeah. It is. And I like Jet Duffy a lot. Yeah, but, but, but not, not this. They, they, not they, don't, they don't score the same way. They don't score yeah. the same it's, way. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. Have being you four, can't you can't expect Bowman to play. Come on, second collapse long. I agree, yeah. but he might. <laughs> As a result, I'm going to put the quarterback situation aside for a moment. Okay, and I'm going to judge it based on the other factors. Yeah, which is night game in Lubbock. Okay. I'm taking and it's a, and it's a home dog. <laughs> okay, I like tech. I like tech plus two. All right, going tech plus two. Yeah, as uh, as someone mentioned in my Twitter account, I hate Texas last year or uh, last week um, because I thought the horn throwing the, the horns down, flagging the horns down, I thought was whack. So apparently, somebody took that as me hating Texas. Keeping in line <laughs> with that, yeah, I take Texas Tech covers too. Oh, you guys! I don't know. It's going to be interesting though. Like the Texas defense has had two bad weeks in a row. You know what I mean? Um, they've had two back weeks in a row, and you can make an argument they've had three bad games in four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, defense needs to show up if they're going to win this game. This is tough to call. I honestly don't even know who's going to win this game. Yeah, that's where I'm at. But I will take Tech plus two. Yeah. Uh, quarterback situation aside, I would take Tech but- in a game in a game where we don't really know who's going to win this game outright. I'm just mm-hmm. going to take the points. Sure. That's kind of the way I'm falling on it. Yeah. Um, S and P plus for what it's worth thinks Tech should win by four. So, consider that. Okay. In any case, I like West Virginia minus 11.5 at home against TCU. I like SMU minus 19.5 at Connecticut. I like A&M minus 12 at home against Ole Miss. I like North Texas minus 14.5 at Old Dominion. I like UTEP plus 13.5 at, uh, at home against Middle Tennessee. I like Iowa State minus 14.5 at home against Baylor. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. I like Appalachian State plus 20, or minus 21 at Texas State unless Texas State wears the throwbacks, in which case I'm picking Texas State. <laughs> Florida International, minus 10.5 at UTSA. I like Louisiana Tech, minus 24 at home against Rice. I like Houston, minus 4.5 at home against Temple. And I like Texas Tech, plus 2 at home against Texas. And that is free money. Now let's go to America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. A couple interesting things off the top here. Good show. Good comments from everyone. Uh, Aaron Flynn did want to ask, how many times do you record the picks each week so you can get it right? Hmm. Uh, a lot. I don't know how many takes we do, but I would, so we, I would guess you do upwards of 70 So the takes. way we do it is that basically we, yeah. we recorded basically where I'm sitting here. Max sets up the camera. Yeah. Um, and I he records it. And it usually takes me about 25 minutes to record a nine-minute video. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know. I would say the the number of times you screwed up one point – and had to like oh or, god or there's always there's always there's one. always one but i think the number i think you've pushed 12 or 13 takes for a couple, oh yeah but that doesn't happen very often i would say you usually get every take within those are usually when i'm trying to cram in like within, four or five names i would say within three or four you always almost always get everything you need to get to it's about uh, right. and sometimes you nail it on the first try sometimes sometimes but that's rare uh, good question for tomorrow because there's no way we'd cover it today, but it's a great way to start tomorrow. Mailbag Friday. Yeah, Mailbag Friday is tomorrow. This is from Bill D. Ball Jr. He's asked some good questions this week, and I like this one a lot. This week is showdown between the two largest schools in the state, Allen versus Plano West. Yeah. Okay, not exactly a showdown. 
Uh, how do you rebuild a program that is as broken as Plano West? McKinney High, McKinney Boyd, and Prosper seem to be getting better each year. Mm-hmm. The rebuilding task does not get any easier. What can the UIL do? In big cities, could there be a special district for schools like this? Could the UIL move a school down a division after multiple years without a win? Interesting. Let's talk about that tomorrow. We'll talk about it tomorrow, but I, I love that off the top. Um, and then I know Tony Blaylock answered some of this, and this is also a good one for tomorrow to think about as we go into the show. Mizael asks, asking today because he knows it might take some time to figure it out. Are there any districts where not a single playoff spot has been clinched or just one? Now, I know Tony has already pointed out, I think 16-6A has, has one team clinched, but everyone Westfield else... Westfield has clinched, but everyone else... Everyone is. else is wide open. I know there's a couple districts like that. I, I don't... I don't think so. My initial reaction, I'd want to go look, but my initial reaction would be there's probably like a five-team district where everyone's got a loss. Yeah. That would be the only way. But who knows? I don't yeah. know. I would need to go look at it. My initial, my gut reaction is no, but I would I would have to check. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, two more things before we go. Actually, this is a, a good question. It's a lot of work, though. Rob Hadaway asks, for the website, is there any way you could add links for game broadcasts? You know we did this. We did this a couple years ago. We did this a couple years ago where we just had a page that just had literally every radio broadcast in the state for, like, every freaking game. You know, now that – well, I'll say this as we as we plan our website here live on the show. Yeah, um, right. It wouldn't be a bad idea maybe next year if there's, like, a, if there's a hard link yeah. that, like, every week does yeah. – I know, like, for example, Canadian. I think yeah. Canadian has the same right. place yeah. that maybe, like, listen to the radio broadcast Lake here. Travis that is may the not, same. Yeah, Lake Travis. Yeah, a lot of programs are that way. If you have that, that may not be a bad idea. Yeah. It might not be. Um, and then finally, a big lift, though. it is a big lift. Speaking of big lifts, I may be willing to take this one on, though. Daniel Agnew asks if there were any way to do a pick'em contest for TFT commenters, listeners, viewers for the playoffs. Probably come up I'm thinking about giving into that. I don't know what the prize would be. My guess is we could give you some DCTF swag and maybe have you on the show to gloat if you beat any of us. Uh, when they beat any of us. When they beat, yeah, I'm sorry. I assume Step will win because he's a cyborg. Right. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's you defer to the king cyborg. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm thinking about this. I'm so think- I'm thinking about it. So I'm going to do something crazy on this show that I've never done before. Oh, God. And I'm going to put it in the comments. If you want to join a TFT high school pick for the playoffs... Email me. Oh, my God. Max.Thompson at TexasFootball.com. I'll put it in the comments on Facebook, too. Call, put a call out. We will remind everyone tomorrow that will be their last chance to join. So if you want in, Woo. we're going to do it. I'll build a spreadsheet. We'll do it. What do you think we should do it? Week by week? And then just tally them up at the end? We'll come up with something. Okay. We'll come up with a format. If you're on the email list, you'll get the email. You'll have a deadline. And if you win, you get a prize. I'm I'm committing to it right now. Okay, mm. it's Max's project. Yeah, that's gonna do it for us. Thank you, you for spending part of your day with us. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. Of course, see us at TexasFootball.com for Max Thompson and Ishmael Johnson. I'm Greg Tepper, Vince Young. Please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you tomorrow for Mailback Friday on Texas Football Today.